Welcome to the Weekly Wrestling Recap. I am your host, but it doesn't matter what my name is. Guys, I'm still sick from last week. That's one thing we got going against us. Also, my laptop stopped working. So that's something else we got going against us. But guess what? Still going to put out the episode. (laughs) I'm having to run everything off of my iPad and my phone. So that's why the intro music sounds like shit. But you know what? It's our second episode. We're figuring it out. There's going to be bumps along the way. But we'll get it. We'll get past it. It'll be fine. So the music kind of sounds like shit. I kind of sound like shit. Whatever. Let's get into it. Smackdown from this past Friday New Year's Revolution, January 5th, 2023, excuse me, 2024, that's going to be hard to get used to, 2024, in Vancouver, BC, British Columbia. Immediately, they show that uh, Rock package from Monday. We talked about Monday when Rock came back and, you know, had the whole thing with Jinder Mahal, and then he said, you know, when I go out to eat, what should I do? Should I sit at the bar? Should I sit in a booth or should I sit at the head of the table? Um, so they showed that and then immediately Roman shows up tonight, you know, on SmackDown and, uh, somebody's backstage trying to interview him and he just laughs about it. His response is just laughing about it. So maybe we'll get some more answers on that later. Um, but honestly, they just get right into it. Uh, first match, you know, is, uh, for the U S championship, the, the tournament finals, um, for that has come down to KO, uh, Kevin Owens versus Santos Escobar, and he's got Umberto and Angel with him. Uh, I mean, yeah, they, they really wasted no time. Big match right out of the gate. Usually somebody comes out, and especially on SmackDown, Roman will come out, and it takes seven minutes for his entrance, and then he'll talk for, you know, it's usually 15 or 20 minutes before we get to see any wrestling. But um, as the bell's about to ring, Logan Paul's music hits, uh, and he comes down to ringside, uh, grabs a chair and a headset to to help announce, um, and then uh, we see Joaquin Wild and the the other guy I can't remember his name who used to be Escobar's two guys. I guess now Umberto and Angel are his two guys. It used to be Joaquin and the other guy. And honestly, the only reason I, I remember Joaquin's name is that crazy uh, NXT clip that I saw where he got launched off that first or second rope. Um, you know, from the ring out into, uh, uh, out into the walkway. That was insane. Should I be watching NXT? I feel like I always ask, and so I guess the answer maybe should be yes. I don't know. You you guys tell me what you think. I see cool clips from it, and so, sometimes when I watch, I'm like, uh, okay, you know. But then every once in a while, something really cool happens. So let me know. Give me your opinion. Uh, we immediately get get hit with a commercial. No picture in picture. Uh, just straight up commercial. Uh, we come back. Logan says that KO raided a teenager's closet, and he looks like he's going on a field trip. I I like Logan Paul. You know, I, he may be a douchebag in real life. I don't know. Uh, but for wrestling, he's great. He's a great heel. People hate him, and he's really really good in the ring. But you know, he's great on the mic, and he's good at making fun of people. Um, Escobar immediately starts going after. That broken hand, you know, if KOs, whether it's really broken or not, I mean, who knows? Uh, Owens goes to the floor, and Escobar uh, dives through the ropes. You know, this is really getting old. Every single 
match has this, you know, oh, they go to the floor. Oh, they did the dive through the ropes. Okay. And, you know, usually it's just they dive on the person on the floor and that person just kind of catches them and they fall to get like, and then they they look like they're wiped out. Like you've got to sell so much to make that look like it's actually done anything. Can we move on from that, please? That's just a little soapbox there for you. Uh, they get back in the ring. Um, Owens is uh, KO's on the top rope. Escobar tries to superplex him. And of course, every time something like that happens, uh, you know, KO ends up slamming whoever tries to do that to him from the top. Um, Escobar, eventually Escobar's on the floor. KO does a senton off the apron. Uh, Escobar gets back in the ring. Uh, KO tries a senton again, but he gets his, Escobar gets his knees up. Um, Escobar tries like a very weak frog splash. His, like, I don't know if KO was too far away or he just didn't get a good jump or what, but his feet hit the canvas before he even got to KO. Uh, and so they kind of had to sell this two count here. Um, KO gets his rolling senton from the second rope. It was pretty awesome. Uh, it only gets a two count. Um, and then he tries to get a stunner. Uh, and then I, I think Escobar kind of rolled him up, uh, kind of reversed it and rolled him up. But then KO gets a pop-up powerbomb and then a stunner, gets a one, two, three. So uh, it looks like it's going to be KO and Logan uh, at Royal Rumble, I believe, right? So I think that's going to be the first time that he's, that Logan Paul has defended his title. So we'll see how that goes. But Logan gets the mic and, of course, total heel douchebag fashion. Uh, you know, is we're in Vancouver in Canada and he's like, how can a Canadian ever win the U.S. championship and KO knocks out Logan with one punch with the cast, um, you know, to really play to this Canadian crowd. Usually when we have a new match, I do the little bell ring thing. But again, we're flying by the seat of our pants today since my laptop crapped on me. So don't worry about it. We'll, we'll just keep moving forward. Um, Bobby Lashley um, and the Street Profits, they're backstage. Um before this, backstage, Logan Paul, Grayson Waller, Austin Theory. What happened to Austin Theory? Like, when I started watching, you know, a year and a half, to whatever, whatever it was, when I started watching again, he was the U.S. champ. And I thought he was, like, supposed to be the next big thing. But all he does is lose or be in a tag team with an, a really annoying guy, Grayson Waller. Um, you know, I think the Grayson, Austin, Logan faction of just annoying douchebag guys i mean that that could be cool i guess but uh it just seemed like he had such a big push and then it just didn't happen um then we get back to bobby and the street profits um are they supposed to be heel or face i i think i can't decide it doesn't seem like they can decide they're writing them as heel but people chant and cheer for bobby um I, I don't get it. I feel like they've tried to turn him heel, but the crowd's like, nah, we're not we're not really buying it. Um, Bobby comes out and says that he's declaring for Royal Rumble. And then Karrion Cross, Scarlet, now with brown hair, Paul Ellering, and AOP come out. Um, they come in and basically slam everybody in the ring. Um, I don't know AOP. Again, this may this might have been. I don't know if this is from a different um you know, from a time when I wasn't watching or from a different promotion. I don't know these guys. Um, but, you know, could be a cool faction. But I feel like this kind of has to be it for Cross, right? Like, this has to be the last push that anybody's really going to stand. I mean, 
this could be cool, but if it doesn't work, I don't see how you, you keep them around and, and keep this going. So uh, we'll see how this goes. Hopefully it's cool. Uh, it, it could be. Who knows? All right, Michin and EO Sky uh, for the Women's Championship. It's This match seemed sort of like rehearsed a lot. They're not reactive. They're just, you know, it's not like it should just look like they're fighting and they're just going along with whatever happens. But it just seems like, okay, and then you're cutting off the rope. I'm about to put my arms out so that I can catch you so that you can do this thing on me. You know, like... It just seems rehearsed, not very fluid. Um, as we're going to commercial, Michin's bra comes undone, and she has to get the ref to fix it. So I guess it's good timing that we uh, went to commercial. Uh, but then we come back, Michin goes for a powerbomb, but Io gets like her hand stuck in Michin's hair, or maybe she grabbed it on purpose. I don't know, but Corey Graves didn't know what to say. She was like, pop-up powerbomb, oh, uh, and he kind of just stopped talking. Like, if she grabbed her hair on purpose, he didn't know that. Um, it just sort of looked like, what the hell happened? Um, so, I don't know. Uh, eventually, Michin gets a German suplex on the apron from Io. Uh, Io hits her with a drop kick and then uh, goes for it over the moonsault. But Michin gets her knees up. Michin ends up getting a Styles Clash. Um which was cool to see. It took a little while to set it up and to make it happen. Um, but, you know, uh, eventually, uh, <laughs> Eo gets on the, goes to the floor, and Michin, again, just like everybody else in every single match, she dives through the middle ropes. But at least this time they did something different. Nobody home, Eo moves, and she just belly flops from the ring through the ropes and just belly flops uh, out on the mat, <laughs> on the ground. Um, it was, it was different. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, but EO kind of gets the advantage there over the moonsault. EO retains. Uh, they are going backstage talking to Paul Heyman, uh, to talk about, you know, what the rock said, obviously, uh, last week. And he said to sit at the head of the table, you have to be invited to the dinner and you've not been invited. Uh, he says that whoever wins tonight, uh, in the in the of the three that are going to fight that we're going to talk about later, Randy Orton, L.A. Knight, A.J. Styles, whoever wins will lose at Royal Rumble, and whoever he faces at WrestleMania will lose. And no mention of Elimination Chamber. Um, I don't know if that's on purpose or what, but I mean I've got to agree. I mean coming into this match, into this episode, whoever wins tonight. Is going to lose at Royal Rumble. It doesn't matter who he faces. He's not going to lose. Roman is not going to lose at Royal Rumble, especially with Cody being in the mix and The Rock being in the mix. It's it's not going to happen. I can hear myself being so nasally. I'm so sorry. Hopefully next week I will, <laughs> I will be better. But I don't edit this stuff. It's just me talking. So if it sounds weird, whatever. Let's just keep going. Pretty Deadly versus Butch, and we don't know who. Uh, I like Pretty Deadly. They're so over the top, so ridiculous. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm sure some people don't like them, but uh, I find them entertaining. Who's going to be Butch's partner? Tyler Bate. Uh, this crowd seemingly had no idea who this was. Um, 
I just happen to have caught him like randomly on NXT. Uh, so I've seen him at least. I don't know that much about him. I guess maybe they used to tag together on NXT. Uh, but the crowd, I don't know if the crowd was just bad for the, I've seen people online saying the crowd was just bad, but they, they didn't give him anything. Now the match starts and Tyler's in there and I'm, laughing at this guy in a good way like he's doing all these quick little moves sort of mocking his opponent uh I'm liking it I like this guy he's he's quick he he seems funny he's got a sense of humor about him and then Butch comes in and does the fingers thing which is lame I I really wish he would stop doing it there was a couple of weeks ago and I was telling someone I was like I don't really like Butch I don't I don't think he's great. The finger things suck, you know, or whatever, like the pressure points and all this. Just stop doing that. And then he had a match by himself and he actually wrestled. And I was like, oh, he's good. Let's just do that. Just do the wrestling. Stop with the fingers thing. He just put, he'll put somebody's hand on the mat and then stand there and then jump. And they have to just keep their hand there like they wouldn't move it. Or he's just grabbing their fingers and pulling them apart. That's not anything. Stop doing that. Um, Anyway, (laughs) Butch does a backflip off the apron. And Tyler goes over the top rope at the same time. So again, at least that's something new. Uh, But then, of course, immediately we go to a commercial. We come back. Um, Bait is uh, taking on Elton and Kit. And then (laughs) he puts Kit on his shoulders and just spins around for a while. I, I don't know what that is. That doesn't seem like it would do anything to anyone. Maybe it'll get them, it would get your opponent dizzy, but it'll also get you dizzy. I, I don't know why that happened, but Butch does his finger thing again. And then uh, a Tyler driver for the win. So it was good to see this guy get his first win on SmackDown. I liked him um, for the most part. The spinning thing I didn't understand, but, you know, good to see. Uh, and then Nick Aldis is backstage talking to Ashanti. I don't know. He says, I don't know where my place is here, but I want an opportunity. And Nick says uh, that he'll get him an opportunity. I think, was he the guy that was in um, Hit Row with Top Dollar? I think that was him. They That group was sort of forgettable, but I, I'm pretty sure that was a guy. I actually saw Top Dollar. Uh, I guess he's not going by that anymore since he left uh, or was released from WWE. But I live here in Memphis, and I went to some local Memphis wrestling this weekend, and he was there uh, as AJ Francis uh, wrestling with uh, Cashflow, uh, one of the guys from The Wrestlers on Netflix, that Al Snow documentary, which was really good, by the way. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, anyway, we're, we're kind of getting off on a tangent here, but... Uh, yeah, so I guess something will be happening with Ashanti. I, I, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, we're getting to the main event. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton versus LA Knight in a fatal three-way. Um, whoever wins this match going into it, they said whoever wins this match is going to face uh, Roman at Royal Rumble. Again, whoever wins... It seemingly doesn't matter because he's not going to drop that belt at Royal Rumble uh, with Cody and The Rock um, in the mix. So, but anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. LA Knight's pop was not great. It is not what it used to be. I And again, 
Maybe it was this crowd. I hope it was just the crowd. Um, but I, I absolutely love LA Knight. I think he's the best thing going. But I feel like they have kind of let him cool off a little bit. Like, every single SmackDown, he should be coming out and talking on the mic. I don't care if he wrestles or not. He should come out and speak for five minutes. That's that's what he's great at. He's good in the ring, but he needs to be talking. He needs to keep people hot on him. And I feel like they've kind of let him cool off, especially with they had Randy come back. They had CM Punk come back. Two of the biggest stars in WWE history. They've had come back, and they've sort of overshadowed him. Um, I, I just... I, I I want them to to keep pushing him. Um, I hope they do. Why he's going after Roman's title, um, I don't know. I mean, Cody and Rock are going after it, not to mention Randy uh, and AJ. I mean, I don't think AJ really has a shot, but for sure, Randy, Cody, Rock. I mean, I, just give LA Knight like a push for the U.S. champ or Intercontinental, something. But really, he's only he hasn't even been huge for like a year. Let him go get another belt. Don't have to push him all the way to the top when you've got all these other huge, huge stars. I, it, you're just going to push him to lose multiple matches. I, I, don't, I don't like it. Uh, the match starts. They, they, get out, they get out to uh, the floor pretty immediately. LA Knight gets a bunch of, yeah, head slams on Orton uh, and then gets a bunch more on Styles. Uh, on the announce desk, you know, he's slamming their heads into the announce desk and, and you know, the crowd's going, yeah, every time he does it. Um, but then Orton backdrops L.A. Knight onto the announce desk and then does it to Styles and then does it to L.A. Knight again and tries Styles again, um, but he reverses and ends up uh, back doing a backdrop to Orton. Uh, they get back in the ring. Styles goes for a forearm. Orton knocks him off the rope. Uh, so Andy, uh, Randy rather gets that DDT, uh, on AJ and he kind of does the Viper starts to coil, uh, for an RKO on AJ, but LA Knight drags him out from behind. And then we go to commercial AJ. We come back. AJ is kind of smacking Randy around on the floor. He gets back in the ring and LA Knight starts getting some, yeah, punches and, uh, you know, getting him in the corner, you know, stomping a mud hole in him, uh, getting some, yeah, punches on Randy, um, and then he gets him with a Russian leg sweep. Some other things happen. Randy ends up going for an RKO, but is blocked by LA Knight. And then LA Knight gets a BFT on Randy, but it looked kind of stiff on Randy's part. Uh, like he just, he, he, I don't know if he wasn't ready or he just, it didn't feel right. I don't know. It just, it didn't look super clean. Um, but he gets the BFT on Randy and LA pins him and he gets one, two, and then AJ comes in and stops the ref arm uh, from, from getting the three count. So, uh, Styles and LA Knight start trading licks, uh, melee kick to LA Styles and, or excuse me, to LA Knight. And then LA Knight is on the canvas and Styles does a 450 splash off the rope. It was really cool to see him do that at, especially at his age, but his knee cuts LA Knight wide open on his forehead. I mean, he's, he got some color and he got it the hard way. I was trying to watch it over again, but they don't, I mean, I don't, they don't, I don't think they're allowed to, you know, gig anymore. They can't use razor blades. I don't think in WWE they're allowed to do that anymore. So I, you know, I think he got it the hard way. Um, but LA Knight, it rolls out to the floor. 
uh, a forearm to uh, AJ Styles. Starts tries to do a forearm to, to Randy, but he gets a RKO out of nowhere. Uh, and there's about to be a one, two, three count, but LA Knight pulls the ref to the floor. Um, they're all, eventually they're all three just kind of laying on the canvas and worn out. And then Roman's music hits. Roman, Jimmy, Solo, Paul, they all come out. Solo tosses out LA Knight. Roman and Jimmy stomp AJ and Randy. Uh, they put Randy on the steel steps. Uh, Roman gets a big power bomb on AJ. He tosses him out. Solo rolls LA Knight back into the ring. And Roman Superman uh, punches him and then spears him. Jimmy rolls Randy in. And there's a that spear and Samoan spike with Solo. You know, where Roman spears him and, you know, Solo spikes him. All this is going on, and Nick Aldis walks over to Paul, who's standing outside of the ring. Now, we as the home audience can hear this, but no one in the arena can hear it. But Nick tells Paul, when Roman is done celebrating, tell, tell him congrats. He just earned himself a fatal four-way match with all three of these guys at Royal Rumble. So known to us at home, but not uh, known to, to everyone there at that time that, uh, you know, now this is going to be a fatal four-way match at Royal Rumble. Will that be cool? Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Um, it'll be a great match, I'm sure. Is it going to matter in the long run? No. Roman's not going to lose his title now, especially now that The Rock is back. Um, he may not lose it to Rock, but he's definitely not going to lose it before he faces him, which may be Elimination Chamber. Maybe WrestleMania. We don't know. Um, only time will tell, I guess. Uh, but that was it. That was it for SmackDown uh, New Year's Revolution. So let's move on to last night. Uh, if you're listening to this uh, on Tuesday, last night was Raw in Portland, Oregon, January 8th, uh, 2024. We uh, immediately get Drew out in the ring. Now, he lost to Seth last week. And he's, you know, talking about that. He's lost to him again. Maybe he needs to take a break from WWE. Uh, but then he goes, but Priest screwed me from, you know, he was cashing in during the middle of the match. Uh, you know, maybe, and then eventually he says, maybe I should leave for nine years and I'll get a hero's return. You know, talking about CM Punk, obviously. And then Punk's music hits. Uh, he comes out and says, hey, Drew, if you got something to say, I'm right here. And then he, you know, kind of, lays up in a hammock, you know, in the, in the corner. And Drew says, look, I've seen your true colors. I'm one of the only ones who is still here. That was here when you were here, um, back in the day. And he said, I needed you as a leader. I was young. I needed a helping hand, someone to guide me, but you didn't help me. Um, you know, I made it work without you. So I'm going to be your leader now, kid. He says that to punk. Uh, and he said, look, I left. Punk says, I left, you left. You came back, I came back. I'm just following your lead, pal. Um, they're, they're both going to be in the Rumble uh, coming after each other. Punk says, he'll lead by example and walk away before I punch your teeth down your throat. Um, this is what Punk breathes. I mean, we haven't seen him wrestle yet since he's been back, but I really felt like he meant what he was saying. Like, he's not trying to remember a script. Like, he's riffing and actually means what he says. A lot of times, you know, these guys will come out and and the ladies will come out and they're just reading a script that they've memorized. It just doesn't sound natural. 
with him, it's not that way. It really just sounds like he is just whatever is coming to his mind, he's saying, and it just sounds good. All right, so for the first match, we've got Finn Balor versus Champa. Uh, the match starts, uh, eventually Priest starts distracting Champa. Uh, Finn takes advantage, knocking him to the floor and into the announce desk, and then just straight into a commercial. Uh, we come back, Finn goes for Sling Blade. Uh, it gets a running knee reversal by Champa, and he hits a sort of like sit down spine buster and gets a two count. Priest distracts Champa again on the apron. Gargano pulls him down, and he and he almost gets a razor's edge from Priest, but Champa hits him with a knee from the apron. Finn uh, superplexes Champa over the ropes, and then Gargano was supposed to do something to help Champa roll up Finn for the win, but he kind of just touches Finn's foot, and that's it, and it doesn't do anything at all, and Champa rolls him up for the win. I don't know exactly what it was supposed to look like, but probably not that. Because uh, I think, you know, Cole or somebody even said like, oh, he Gargano tries to do... They were like, oh, he look, he helped him. And it's like, no, he, he didn't do shit. Next match, Kofi Kingston versus Kaiser. Last week during a tag team match with Imperium, Kofi caught Giovanni Vinci with a drop kick and concussed him. I mean, you know, he truly did. Uh, so they had to call the match. So I guess this is kind of the get-even match. Um, by the way, Samantha gets to say Ludwig, Kaiser, in whatever voice she wants, but she can't say Chelsea Green. I said on Twitter or X the other day, if, she, if Samantha doesn't get to say Chelsea Green like that soon, we're all going to riot. All right, going off on a little Chelsea Green tangent, sorry. Um, but again, last week I said Imperium has to win in that tag team match uh, because I don't remember the last time they won. So now that this is going on, Kaiser needs to pull out a win or come off very strong something. That's my feeling when we when we start this match. Uh, they're trading a ton of chops coming out the gate. Kaiser gets Kofi uh, upside down in the corner, and he does that long drop kick thing uh, to the face. And he said, you took Vinci's head, so I'll take your head. So obviously we already know he's, he's, going, he's getting some revenge here. Kaiser gets tossed to the floor. Uh, Kofi goes for a dive, and Kaiser catches him with a, uh, a a punch between the ropes and drags him to the floor. So kind of before he could dive all the way through, he catches him with that punch. Uh, he throws Kofi into the security barrier by his hair and then hits him in the <laughs> with this massive uh, running knee. It looked great. Maybe it was just because of the way that the camera was, but uh, it sounded like a huge smack. It looked really great. We go to commercial. We come back. Uh, Kofi's doing some high-flying stuff, uh, takes Kaiser down to the floor. They, they're messing around, you know, outside of the ring, and eventually they get a double count out, and Kofi kicks, which I was like, what, why, come on, let's, let's have an ending to this match, but Kofi, uh, kicks Kaiser, gets back in the ring, and then dives out, driving Kaiser, uh, to the announce desk. Kaiser gets his thumbs in, in Kofi's eyes, uh, and then Kofi throws him over the announce table. Now, at this point, there's all these officials start to come out, uh, and they're holding Kofi back, but he goes after Kaiser again, and Kaiser launches one of the announce chairs, the big rolling chairs, at Kofi's head, and he sells it so well, he looks fucked up. I mean, honestly, he does. 
Uh, Kaiser takes Kofi, puts his head on the steel stairs, kind of dangles it over the stairs, but the officials kind of drag him away, and he's kind of going, okay, okay, I'm done, I'm done. And then he takes off running, goes around the ring, and drop kicks Kofi's head into those steps. Uh, I, I love it. Nothing against Kofi. I love Kofi. But they're finally letting Kaiser be, like, truly ruthless. I love Kaiser. I love Gunther. I love Imperium. I, I, I'm digging it. They, they need to just have them be totally ruthless um, and keep going like this. We come back. Michael Cole's in the ring. Um, he is announcing Nia Jax, I guess, for an in-ring interview. Uh, she says she's going to uh, enter the Rumble, and there's nothing that anybody can do to stop her. And then Rhea's music hits. Uh, I, I said last week, now that Nia had beat Becky... I don't think that there's anything left for her to do other than to go after Rhea. So I, I guess I was right. Well, we're, now we're going to have to see it. Um, Rhea, she's supposed to be in this heel faction, but she's so over and everyone loves her. I love her. The crowd goes bananas for her. Um, Rhea has a nice little promo saying, you know, it's commendable that she beat Becky, but Becky's no Rhea bloody Ripley. Uh, and then now it's time for... Nia to make her retort, but she kind of just says, yeah, I'm going to win Royal Rumble and I'll choose you. Uh, she's not great on promo. I don't think she's necessarily that great in the ring either. Uh, just my opinion. All right, next match. Chelsea Green and Piper Niven versus uh, the two KCs, Caden Carter and Katana Chance. I'm going to say KCs. I probably, I always say the big one and the little one. Just because I can't, these are both KC names, and I they're they're the same name. I can't remember which one is which. But okay, now they're the tag, the, the women's tag champs, and Chelsea and Piper had lost to them, so now they're trying to get their belt back. First of all, what are these smoke guns that that Caden and Katana are? They come out and blow these smoke. They're like an EDM. That's their gimmick, is EDM. I, okay. Um, so they get in the ring. Since it's a uh, title match, Samantha comes in and she's announcing everybody. She does the Ludwig Kaiser little inflection. And then she, she does Piper Nevin. She does it for her. But then when she has to say Chelsea Green, she says Chelsea Green. She doesn't do the Chelsea Green. I want her to do that again. I think it's hilarious. Um, so anyway, uh, we start the match. I love Chelsea. I think she's good in the ring. She sells really well. She's really emotive. She plays such a bratty heel. Uh, and she's pretty easy on the eyes, so that, that doesn't hurt. Um, Chelsea and Piper have the advantage as we go into the commercial immediately, of course. As we come back, Piper goes for a cannonball in the corner. Uh, but uh, one of the Casey's moves, I don't remember which one it was. Uh, they get Chelsea up on, on the big one's shoulders on the top rope. And the little one lands a hurricane rata on Chelsea from the top rope and from her shoulders. So she was really high up there. Um, it was slow developing to get up there, and Chelsea kind of had to sell for a good while for for it to for it to all come together. But uh, but you know it, it was fine. Uh, it only gets a two count. There was a lot of quick back and forth for for a minute. I honestly couldn't keep up with it all in my notes, especially. Uh, not really knowing two of these people's names. Uh, but eventually Piper slams uh, Katana, I think, into the corner. And Chelsea 
tells her, hey, go get up on the ropes and, and basically do a Vader bomb. And but the 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 little one pulls the big one out of the way and in the process knocks Chelsea down. But Piper doesn't realize it. And Piper hits Chelsea with the Vader bomb. Um, so they roll Kelsey, uh, excuse me, Chelsea over. Uh, and they're the their finisher is the keg stand, which is where the little one does a handstand on the big one's shoulders and she drops her on Chelsea, but she doesn't get close enough and ends up just her legs land on Chelsea. And when they won the titles from them, they, they botched some different finisher. I don't remember what it was called, but so they, they, they need to get a, a handle on these finishers because it's not a good look to win the title with a botched finish and then retain the title with a different botched finish. So um, get a handle on that or get those belts on somebody else. Um, I, I really hope they do something with Chelsea. I don't know if they're going to keep her with Piper and keep doing this tag team thing, uh, but she's really great. I want her to have a, a good run at something. All right, there was this R-Truth segment, <laughs> which this was awesome. He's saying that he was... He remembers being born and the doctor held him in his arms and uh, they show this dramatization of this doctor and like a baby R-Truth and it like looks kind of shitty and it's funny. And he said the doctor told him one day he'd be in Judgment Day and they show all these little babies dressed up like all the Judgment Day members. Uh, they show all these scenes of Judgment Day members winning championships and he's like photoshopped himself all shittily into all of them. Uh, he says... Tom and Nick Mysterio instead of Dominic Mysterio. I I love this whole thing. It's hilarious. I love R-Truth. The next match is Midge, Miz versus JD uh, from Judgment Day. Uh, Miz is great. He can be like the most hated or most loved guy at any moment. He, he kind of just has that ability to play to the crowd how he needs to in whatever situation he's in. Um, the match starts and Dom is on the floor and Judgment Day's corner, and the truth just shows up next to Dom uh, to cheer him on. Miz gets a ton of kicks on JD, and then JD gets a bunch of kicks on, on Miz. Uh, Dom gets a hit on Miz while the ref is distracted. JD takes advantage. We go to commercial. We come back. There's a couple of quick two counts. Um, Miz hits JD with that running clothesline in the corner where he you know jumps and sits on the middle rope. Miz starts targeting the back of the knee of JD and it then he starts kind of kicking the legs out from under him, you know, running him around the ring. And JD's really selling it. He's doing like full backflips, you know, when he gets hit. It's pretty great. Um, and then Miz gets a figure four. JD gets to the rope. Um, he gets near truth and it distracts JD. And Miz gets the skull crushing finale for the win. So we're, so we're still doing this whole thing of, our truth says he's in Judgment Day, but he he tends to do things that do not help the Judgment Day. So, I mean, this is funny. I'm liking it right now. How long can they keep doing this? I don't know. We'll see. All right. Now, here comes Seth in some weird-ass outfit with huge sunglasses, just like every week. Uh, and he is saying, you know, who's going to take me on at WrestleMania? And then Jinder Mahal's music hits. Uh, now, Jinder came out uh, last week, you know, when there was there was this whole hype of, hey, you know, who's going to be this former WWE champion making this appearance? Jinder Mahal comes out. He is a former WWE champion, but people 
are sort of very audibly disappointed that it's him. And then The Rock comes out. That's the big reveal. Uh, but he's back, I guess. Uh, so Gender comes out. He shits all over Portland and saying there's degeneracy on every street corner, which, uh, you know, <laughs> probably, probably true. Uh, but Gender saying that Seth is uh, disrespecting him by overlooking him. And Seth says, yeah, you know, we have been overlooking you, but it's been on purpose uh, until The Rock came back and put your balls in a vice. Uh, they go back and forth for a little bit, and then finally Jinder hits him from behind. They scrap for a second. Jinder bails to the floor before Seth can stomp him. Why is this happening? I don't know. Uh, there isn't anyone else in all of Raw to challenge Seth. I mean, is there like an old rivalry with them that I'm not aware of? I mean, I guess that's possible. Um, but I, I we'll see. I, they're, they've got a match next week on Raw uh, for the championship. So I'm assuming Seth's not going to lose to him and it's just going to kind of be this one-off thing. Or is he going to come back? I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, next match, Otis versus Ivar. Again, Maxine gets her, Maxine Dupree, you know, her little flair on her name, but nothing for Chelsea. Uh, a couple of big boys match. Um, you know, I think there was some Ivar and Bronson Reed matches that were pretty good. This one probably has my least amount of notes on it, so I it was fine. Um, Ivar jumps off a middle rope, Otis catches him and slams him. Uh, Ivar hits a sit-down powerbomb on Otis. Otis rips off his shirt and, you know, does the worm thing, worms over to Ivar. Uh, Ivar gets the elbow for a two-count. Eventually, Ivar doom salts from the top rope and gets the win. I, it was fine, I guess. I mean, it, that, that doom salt by Ivar, like, being that big of a guy and being able to do that is awesome. Um, but the match itself was just fine. All right, we're coming to the main event of the match, uh, or excuse me, of the, of the episode, uh, Cody Rhodes versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I talked to you guys briefly last week about my thoughts on Shinsuke. I'm not a fan. I don't get it. I don't understand the hype with him and they want to turn him heel to like, you know, have a different angle. That's okay. That's fine. But why he has to have this feud that has lasted four weeks with Cody, I don't understand. Cody needs to be looking upward and onward, not having this weird storyline with a guy that is just not on his level. Uh, it's a street fight, so there's no rules. Um, they're <laughs> For a good while, they're just sort of walking each other around the whole place, not really much happening. Um I think when when the match started, it was like 9.30 my time, which I was like, oh, they got 30 minutes. This is going to be really long. So I think they kind of had to just fill some time. I don't know if something got cut. I, I don't know, but it was a lot of kind of just walking around for a while. And then Shinsuke gets a kendo stick out and goes to work on Cody's back. And then we come to a commercial. We come back and Cody is taking the kendo stick to... Uh, Shinsuke, uh, you know, so I don't, didn't seem like much happened during the break. Again, maybe just uh, moving this match along really slowly because they got to fill some time. Um, Cody gets a disaster kick, gets a two count, and then he goes out and grabs a table. 
Uh, it, it goes in, and then Cody or Shinsuke grabs some nunchucks. These are like foam nunchucks. Nunchucks, excuse me. You can when Shinsuke is doing the nunchuck, you can hear it like hitting his body, and when he hits Cody with it, you can hit. And it's just a a noise of foam hitting a body. So I let's let's not do that anymore. Uh, Cody grabs a chair. Uh, when they're out in the, the timekeeper area, he grabs a chair but ducks and Shinsuke sprays mist on the timekeeper. Cody's trying to get the timekeeper some help and Shinsuke hits him with the chair. We go to another commercial. A second commercial in the main event. We come back. Shinsuke is still with the chair. So again, did anything happen while we were gone? I think they're just trying to drag this out. Shinsuke sets up the chair in the corner between the ropes. Uh, and Cody reverses and sends uh, Shinsuke into the chair. Uh, Cody starts hitting him with some of those left jabs, hits him with the bionic elbow. Uh, Cody sets up the table. Shinsuke headbutts Cody and puts him on the table. And then Shinsuke gets on the second rope and does this knee drop. And I put in quotes through the table. It was kind of lame. It didn't, I just don't think it landed right. Shinsuke goes out, sets up another table. He sets it up in the corner, uh, against a turnbuckle. And then it kind of stays there for a minute. Shinsuke does a few of his little moves that suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, he just he just looks like a guy who really likes wrestling, and they just put him in a ring. Like, if I just went in a ring and tried to do something, I don't know. Uh, Cody catches Shinsuke with a super kick and hits him with a pedigree and gets a two count. The table is still up in the corner. Uh, we get a Cody cutter, get a two count on that. And then Shinsuke has... Cody set up for a Kinshasa. Cody moves out of the way, and Shinsuke goes to the table. He hits him with a crossroads. One, two, three. Cody wins. Please, please let this be the end of the storyline. I cannot take any more of this Shinsuke storyline. Please let this be the end of it. Honestly, I think the uh, the Kaiser and Kofi match was the highlight of, of, of this for me, for Raw. Uh, I love that he's getting all this heat now. You know, Gunther's coming back next week. Um, so I think all this Imperium stuff, hopefully with all this heat on Kaiser, will will be really good. Um, we are hopefully moving on from this Cody Shinsuke thing, so that's worth celebrating in and of itself. Uh, so hopefully we'll be moving on from that. All right, gang, episode two is in the books. I'm still sick. Hopefully next week I won't be sick. And so you won't have to hear me sound like shit. And hopefully by next week, I will have my laptop working. Or I will have to get a new laptop. And so the music will sound good. Um, hopefully all those things will happen. Uh, but we've got Royal Rumble coming up in a couple of weeks. So we'll keep an eye on everything going on there. Uh, it looks like we've got Gunther coming back, like I said. And then Friday on SmackDown, who knows what is going to happen with this whole Rock Roman head of the table storyline. But whatever it is. It will be covered right here on the Weekly Wrestling Recap. So until then, bye!